So a few years ago here in Holy Family, uh, one of our community introduced us to a term which before which I was quite unfamiliar with. Uh, the term is nasal chastity. So this term indicates that maybe uh, it may be that for maybe uh, uh, this particular lady, if she would smell a guy who smelled good, you know, had nice cologne or something, she'd go, oh. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Nasal chastity, like, like any of the senses, needs to be kind of tempered. So she'd smell that and then it was obviously, you know, might be, she might find it nice, attractive, whatever it may be. Okay, nasal chastity. So our gospel today speaks about something like that, but uh, a lot deeper, obviously. Um, our gospel today speaks about this, this, this pure nard, right? And what that represents, what that actually is. Now, uh, in my own community, uh, Father Paul has a bottle of nard oil, right? So it's like, like one of those little dropper bottles. And usually um, on this day, he will take out a tissue, one tissue, one little uh, Kleenex jobby, and put one drop of it, one drop on, on the tissue. And our chapel is about this size, actually, and in the seminary. And uh, he lets us kind of pass it around. We don't even need to pass it around. Once that drop hits the tissue, within about four seconds, you can smell it back there. The stuff is potent, right? It's, uh, it's really, it's, uh, it smells like a granny. It smells, it's, got, it's got that kind of, it's got that, that old kind of granny perfume smell. You know, that, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what they're called, but it's a granny perfume. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, 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 quite, it's quite strong. And if you get some on your fingers, that's it. You smell like granny for the day. Like. <laughs> but, um, so so this, 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 this gospel is aiming, aiming to go, obviously, a lot deeper. It's not just about perfumes. Mary anoints Jesus' feet with this oil. Now, a little side point here. Uh, Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the man who was betrayed, said... Why wasn't this ointment sold for 300 denarii? How much was 300 denarii? Well, a, denari a denarius was one day's wages. 300 denarius is almost a year's wages. So you're talking in around 25,000 euro. This stuff is, was very, very expensive. That's why you only needed a drop. A drop was sufficient. So to, to pour out that much was considered absolutely wasteful. And in a way, maybe it was kind of wasteful, but isn't real love actually wasteful in a way? As in, for example, if I were to get you a ring with a really well-cut quartz on the top of it, none of you, even the most critically, visually gifted ladies, could spot the difference between a really well-cut piece of quartz and a diamond. Or can you? I don't think you can. Can you? I don't think, no. No, you couldn't. Okay, grand. One costs a euro fifty, the other costs 10,000 euro. And you cannot tell the difference, but the, it's, it's the principle of the thing. If your dear boyfriend got a ring for you to propose to you from Argos, right? <laughs> you would just not be impressed. Even if it's nice, it's the principle of the thing. Argos, are you kidding me? If he rented the ring with the possibility of buying it later on, should it not work out? Again, not impressed even though the, the physical ring is exactly the same. The, 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 point, the point here is that when it comes to love, love is kind of wasteful. What is the point of flowers? As soon as you cut them, they're dead. It's only a matter of time. You know, as soon as you, they're cut, they're now dead. They just haven't actually keeled over yet, but they're dead. So anytime I give anybody flowers, I'm giving you dead weeds, and eventually they'll just drop out. It's a complete waste. <laughs> but this is the, exactly what love does. 
This is the point of it. Like, love gives more than the bare minimum. That's the whole, it's the, like, love empties itself. Love doesn't just say, well, you know, let's, let's go out for a meal and 50-50, sound good? I mean, like, you know, love, love gives more. Yes, do you want three desserts? Sure. I didn't know she ate that much. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, you know, because you, you give and you give and you give more. And that's, that's, you actually want to give. You know, like m- moms who are feeders, you know, just keep wanting, they want to give more and more to their, especially their sons usually, you know. They get on with the spuds, on with the spuds. And there's more and more because they love wants to give and wants to give more than is required, wants to give more than the bare minimum. So what, what Mary's expressing here isn't, uh, it's, 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 not, it's not a hygiene thing, it's not a perfume thing. What she is expressing is love. And it's a love that just yeah, exaggerates. A love that gives more than the minimum. A love that just pours itself out. And how does the, the gospel describe it? The, um, the, the perfume of it filled the whole house. The scent of the ointment filled the whole house. So we should love the Lord that way. I think very often we, we don't, or very often we've never even known that was the goal. For many of us, we thought the goal was to just go to Mass, isn't it? Is that it? Just then don't kill people in the meantime, between Masses? And that's, that's kind of it. We did, did any, like going to, especially my parents' generation before, were they ever told like that we, we should know the Lord personally, have a kind of a, have a real relationship with him, and actually love him in this kind of self-giving way, as opposed to just, just be, obey the commandments. So we're called into this, into this relationship, this, uh, this, this powerful self-giving. I give myself to the Lord. And this we can do and should do, even when you're married. This isn't a competition with your, with your husband or with your, with your wife. Giving yourself to God, that's what we're going to be doing for all eternity in heaven anyway. But that's supposed to start here. It starts down here with how I live, lo- live my relationship with the Lord, how I love the Lord on a daily basis. And that love should be far more than just the bare minimum. So, I mean, sometimes we can pat ourselves on the back. I prayed a whole rosary today. That's good, great, absolutely. That's, and, and continue doing that, please. But our relationship cannot, with God cannot be reduced to anything like I went to Mass today or I prayed the rosary today. They're good, great. I did a holy hour, absolutely wonderful. Our relationship with the Lord, though, is it's, it's, it's all that and, and more because it's, it's an internal reality. We, we, we describe our relationship with the Lord so often on what we did externally. You know, I went to Medjugorje, I went to Lourdes, I went to Mass. Okay, that's nice. Exteriorly, you went somewhere good. Wonderful. And internally? In here? Because you, you can go to Medjugorje for the cheap beer. You can go to Lourdes for subsidized holiday. You can go to all, all these places for all sorts of reasons. The internal reality, what was happening? What was happening in here? Especially when I go to Mass, especially when I go to adoration. Are these occasions then when I can such lay, lay before the Lord and just pour out everything I have? Yes, the mess that's in there too. My intentions, needs and loss and loneliness and uh, frustrations and sadness and all that. Pour all that out. And also pour out my gratitude and pour out my love. And some of you might think, well, Lord, I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of, I'm kind of new to this 
relationship with the Lord thing, I don't really know how to pour myself out. How does that work? Um, I don't really know how to describe it. I don't know. I think, th I think the way we do it is you just kind of, you learn by doing. Just do it. <laughs> don't overthink it. Just do it. Just do it. If you're like, if the best sacrament is exposed and you're there at the feet of the Lord, what are you waiting for? Do you want a formula? Do you want a book about it? I can give you really, really, really good books with illustrations on how to ride a bike. And you can read 15 books on how to ride a bike and watch all the YouTube videos that there are. And ultimately, what do you have to do? Get on your bike. And fall. And get up. And try again. And you'll get it. When it comes to laying out our lives before the Lord and laying our hearts out and learning to pray, it's good to, it's absolutely wonderful to read the, the lives of the saints and, 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 but ultimately, ultimately, the steps that you have to take, only you can take. So, sitting, kneeling before the Lord and pouring out our needs to him and then pouring out all that's good as well, pouring out all of our love. Lord, I, I don't know you well enough. I want to know you better. Uh, I feel like we're starting a whole relationship, friendship thing. I'm not really sure how it's supposed to go. But I'm here and, and thanks for everything. If that's how it starts, that's how it starts. That's real. That's, that's prayer. All of us have intentions, all of us have needs, all of us have worries. They're easy to express. It's so important to express to the Lord that we love him. And to do so also in the name of those who don't. And to do so also for the many occasions when we didn't. We have a chance now, we have a chance tonight. We have a chance to console his heart. We have the chance to give him the love that he deserves. So why wait? Our reading began with these beautiful words. Here's my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. How beautiful it would be if each of us could say that when we come to the Lord, we get to spend time with the one that we love, the one in whom our soul delights. Lord Jesus, teach us to love you as we should. Teach us to know you. We ask you, our blessed lady, to teach us how to pour ourselves out to Jesus as you did. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honour. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. <clears throat> One that 
We'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year. And then there are also, there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is, is not cheap, and uh, we do need uh, benefactors' help to, to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.